You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Barry is back. Thanks for joining us again, Barry. Oh, it's my pleasure. Now, my Barry, pleasure, Stephen. I believe you're on a road trip, and it was making me think from 1915 to 1924, Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, Harvey Firestone, and John Burroughs, known as the Four Vagabonds, undertook a series of summer camping trips. Now, that sounds like a very pleasant way of collaborating and doing business. What business leaders would you like to see doing something similar? Well, I think I'd like to see Elon Musk and whoever his friends are. I'm not really sure. I think Jack Dorsey, of uh, the, the person who founded Twitter, is a friend. I think he's got some uh, investment bankers in the Silicon Valley who are friends. But um, he plays things pretty close to his vest. Look, it also would be interesting to see if Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, who are friends, uh, you know, and then throw Elon Musk into that. And mm. the conversations you'd have around the, the campfire, I would think, uh, would be just as interesting as when Thomas Edison and Henry Ford and Harvey Firestone, as you mentioned, uh, were talking and doing those caravans and those vagabonding trips when there really weren't roads as we know them. Uh, one of the things told about that, Stephen, is that that um, Edison always sat in the right front seat uh, of an American car yeah. and had a map on his lap, always, because he was never... And a compass, because there weren't roads as we knew them in 1916. And no Google Maps. And certainly not. <laughs> and now we've reached a generation of young people who can't read a map. Think yeah. of that. The implications of that. So, yeah, I think a road trip, first of all, is a fantastic thing. It gets you in contact with people in different places. And it takes you, if you're going into the woods to literally camp, yeah. it really gets you into a communion with nature that you cannot in any way get in a city. Certainly not like a city of Hong Kong or Washington, D.C. And certainly not in a boardroom. It takes you out of your normal day-to-day -day situation that would kind of change your mindset and maybe be open to things that you wouldn't normally be open to, new ideas and innovations. So, so where are you actually at the moment on your road trip, Barry? Are you kind of tracing their footsteps? Well, in one sense, I am, Stephen. Yeah. I'm in Norwalk, Ohio. Uh, that is very close to Lake Erie. It's between Cleveland and Toledo uh, in the northern part of the state of Ohio. Uh, to drive here today, we cross Pennsylvania, which is a long east-west state. And uh, the reason that we're in Norwalk is right next door, five miles away, is Milan. That's spelled Milan. But, you know, the Americans and the English, yeah. uh, they say <laughs> Milan, and that is the birthplace of Thomas Edison. And I will be with my son in that building tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Okay, so you're on the road trip with your son. Now, if you did another road trip and you could take anyone from the world of economics, finance or politics, I think you could probably pit, fit three people more in your car. Who would you choose? Well, thanks for that question, uh, and it's always good to get questions you haven't thought about. What springs to mind as I hear you speaking was, first of all, Neil Ferguson, 
Yeah. The um, the historian at uh, Stanford and at the uh, Hoover Institution in Palo Alto. Uh, certainly Martin Wolf, the uh, chief economics commentator at the uh, Financial Times. And I think Jeffrey Sachs, who uh, was the author of the transformations in Poland, Czech, even in Russia in the 1990s, and now has emerged as the strongest critic of American policy in Ukraine. Those three, uh, wow, I can only imagine the conversations. Certainly some lively discussions there. Well, I think you should invite them. Why not? You've got nothing to lose. Uh, maybe they'll say yes now. And they we'd say, get some... who are you? <laughs> I'm sure they wouldn't. And I'm sure we'd get some very interesting insights uh, from you after you did that road trip. Let's move on to small firms in the US. I kind of alluded to I'd be discussing this earlier. Now, Small firms in the U.S. account for 46% of the America's private sector workforce and represent 43.5% of gross domestic product. I think when you actually count small firms, it's something like 99.9% of firms in the U.S. But how are they doing in the current economic conditions, Barry? Is it a good time or a bad time to be a small business? And what's worrying me is these small and mid-sized banks that are normally very open to lending this type of business money um, if there's more trouble uh, with the banking sector. What are your thoughts? No, my thoughts are that uh, probably for small business in most metropolitan areas in the States, it's a fantastic time because uh, you don't have some excesses. You don't have an excess in the stock market. You don't have the housing bubble that we experienced back in 2007-8. And I think that business is steady. It's not a, uh, an acceleration into a high. It's steady. And yes, you're right. Small business is the heartbeat of this economy. And if you ride a bicycle as I do and look into the streets and all those people stranded in traffic, you just see van after van after van with names you've never heard of and they're small businesses yeah. one to three employees the owner they're doing business they're plumbers they're builders they're air conditioning people and i think it's the life they prefer i love when you go to the u.s and you go to a strip mall or a city center and there's so many independent retailers and businesses there when i compare it to europe or the rest of the world definitely seems to be more of a focus on smaller businesses in the US. Now, last week we spoke about the Teamsters, so we've had an interesting development since then, because some 30,000 workers at Yellow Corp are looking for jobs after the major tracking company filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Laid the blame at the feet of the Teamsters union. Who do you blame, Barry? Well, I haven't followed that company uh, as closely as you uh, on this, so I'm going to have to defer on that, Stephen. But I will say the Teamsters Union is down membership-wise by about 80%. Wow. We touched on that a week yeah. ago. And uh, let's not forget, those people who are driving for Yellow Roadway, the company that merged just not too many months ago and now has declared bankruptcy, those drivers will find jobs. The help wanted sign is everywhere. Yeah. And for drivers, you have to have a special license they are in demand. And let me add one other thing. You started with entrepreneurship and small business. The average trucker in the United States buys his own big rig. He may spend a quarter of a million dollars, that's debt, that's credit, but he owns it and then he leases himself to a company that is in the freight business. 
That's where most of the freight is. Okay, now, those Barry. people at yellow... Yes, thanks, Barry. Those I people know we at could... yellow are not... Go on. Righto, carry on. No, I'm so sorry. We could talk for hours, I know. That's Barry Wood, RTHK's economic correspondent.